0: Hello everybody, this is Jenny Lescohera with Rental Magazine and ForConstructionPros.com. Today I'm here with Jim Colvin, President and CEO of Sirius Labs, and we are going to discuss the advent of virtual reality technology in training for mobile elevating work platforms. Jim, can you first explain what Sirius Labs does? What does your company do?
1: Sirius Labs is a workforce training solutions company that leverages leading-edge technologies to apply to a 21st century workforce for their workforce development. It's a compact lot of words, but ultimately, we're building training solutions for a new generation of uh, heavy equipment operators.
0: Okay, so I think most of our audience have probably heard the term virtual reality, and I think a lot of people immediately picture the headset, um, and they might think of it as in a recreational type of setting, but, you know, this is being used in so many realms these days. Can you explain how the technology works for the layman, and, you know, how it's changing so fast recently over the last few years?
1: Absolutely. Yes. uh Yes. Virtual reality, the the major step forward was in 2014 with the creation of the um, head-mounted display, which enabled you to to be able to immerse the the wearer into any kind of scenario or environment you wanted. Um, It was initially used, um, uh, primarily developed for entertainment purposes and gaming. But uh, its ability to... uh, to be applied to training and other um, where the results are an actual learning outcome rather than uh, uh, than just pure entertainment became evident early. Because, uh, because what it can do in its simplest form is that if situations are very complex to create, dangerous to put someone in and expensive to create, Virtual reality can actually recreate all of that in a safe environment where you can put somebody in a dangerous situation, train them in that dangerous situation but without putting them in actual harm's way.
0: Okay, so if we can draw a picture of this for our listeners, um, they put the headset on and I, if you'd like in a moment um, kind of explain what is special about that headset, cause I think you referred to some advancements there. What are they going to actually see when they put it on? And I also understand that with regard to the training for mobile elevating work platforms, the the person is actually, you know, they're in a basket, so there's other things happening besides having the headset on. Can you kind of draw a picture for us?
1: Absolutely. So what they see inside of the headset itself is a fully completed work site. And within that worksite, they have to complete a series of tasks, tasks in predetermined scenarios that uh, take them from simple tasks to complex tasks. But in addition to the headset, which enables them to look in all directions, and, it will, and the headset will project what they would be seeing in the real world if they were looking in that direction, uh, we also place them in a, in a basket itself, like a mobile elevated work platform, with a fully functional um, real-world control set. And we also have actuators in the base of the uh, simulator the, that drive the motion of it and give the forced feedback to ensure that the person uh, that's seeing the images is also feeling the actual uh, feedback from the Machine as if they were in an actual machine, and it's that kind of immersion into the learning process which really enables a person to to experience it and retain it, you know, in their brains, which mo- much more powerfully than just passive learning. that's directed at them. And the headsets are now so capable of uh, the the resolution and fidelity is so improved that it really can – we can give the sensation of somebody working at 75 feet at height uh, with all of the sensations of the motion and the swaying uh, based on what they do with the control panel. So it's a very powerful learning tool, but yet again, you're not – you're able to – not only um, you know, put them in that situation, but we can ju- we can see and we record everything they do, where they're looking, when they're manipulating the basket or they're slewing it or putting it in position. We know exactly if they've gone through all of their awareness checks, are they looking in the right spot. Something that uh, in a typical testing environment that a person, an evaluator on the ground could never pick up. So those are real yeah. advantages That's- to doing it in this type of environment. So.
0: It's really interesting. What now? I'm gonna like ask you to dig into that just a little bit. Like, what you're saying is, if if the trainee um, has a habit of maybe not keeping his or her eyes on the ball, so to speak, you know, maybe maybe they're somebody who's easily distracted by things moving or whatever. This headset is tracking the eye movement, correct? And so, uh, or or tracking all of their various movements. So the 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 person. Um, evaluating them would know, hey, we need to focus on having this person maybe needs a little more help in this area or is that that kind of how it works or how does it work for getting certification or or so on?
1: Absolutely, Jenny. In fact, um, we have with our new uh, scoring system, which we call ESP, uh, that stands for Efficiency, Safety, and Proficiency, safety always being central. Um, uh, We recognize that um, an efficient operator is a person that can actually operate the machine and position it faster, but also maintaining safety. And a proficient operator, the P and the ESP, is somebody that actually manages the machine so he's not damaging the machine or the environment. And that combination of things, there's over a, over 100 different metrics of that operator's behavior that we're tracking. And then we provide a report card categorized in those um, categories that then, an, op- then a, an instructor can actually um, look at. And we also created what's called a remediation path to say, just like you, you identified, Jenny, um, you're, you're great at getting to position, but to, you know, jibbing down, you're not looking in the right spot, you're not checking behind you. You're not, uh, you know, your eyes aren't always where they're supposed to be when you're moving, or even when it comes to how you're handling the control panel. You know, maybe you're slamming the cylinders, uh, or you're kind of jerking the ride. Uh, we track all those things. So, in addition to just being a good, safe operator, we can create an efficient operator that gets the job done faster, but safe as just as safe and proficient, that he returns that equipment and in better condition, we believe, than if he hadn't had this kind of training.
0: Okay. So, currently today, um, most, well, all, all training for mobile elevating work platforms, all training that complies with um, ANSI standards. Um, which, by the way, new ANSI standards are going into effect this December, which go into greater depth and detail of what is required of, of all parties um, for the purpose of training and um, the use of mobile elevating work platforms. But I'm rambling here. Um, uh, oh, and I lost my train of thought, darn it. Um, but, oh, I know where I was going. The this This technology... Right now, it is being incorporated into training programs, correct, and can it take the place of the practical portion of training programs uh, that are required? Can you explain where that stands?
1: Sure, and this is something that's an excellent question and we're, we're we're developing all of our courseware to make sure that we are Tracking um, compliance with all of the upcoming ANSI standards. Um, but when it comes to actually replacing the practical evaluation, there's currently two schools of thought. One of them is you can't really be evaluated unless somebody evaluates you on an actual machine. Um, and there's another school of thought, which is, because we can test and, 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 re- and record and track so many different variables that a human eye could never do from the ground, it's, it should be, um, the practical evaluation should be allowed on the actual simulator. And then the familiarization of the machine that that operator is going to be operating on is the responsibility of the employer out on site. Um, and, and that way, the person can get familiar with the actual machine they're going to be operating that day. It might be a, you know, a Genie Z45. Um, but on the simulator, he's already passed the test, which shows that he's efficient, safe, and proficient to operate uh, um, a standard uh, mobile elevated work platform. So um, we we sincerely believe that the next step is not only going to be just providing verification of competency on a simulator without for someone that doesn't have certification already, but maybe has been operating this type of equipment intermittently for years. Um, but ultimately, that will lead to replacing the the uh, practical evaluation of. On a actual on a real machine because it's so limited what can be done to, to, for safe operation in that kind of setting and then using the familiarization with the actual equipment as their opportunity to touch a real machine if they've never touched one before
0: okay so currently these simulators are I mean how are they, are they available where where would a um, a training uh, facility find one, um, and what happens to perhaps rental companies that want to provide training and they'd love to have this technology, how, how is that working right now?
1: Well, right now, um, uh, we, we partner with some of the major uh, rental companies in the world because obviously they already rent the actual equipment and they, you know, they, they're already working with the customer and they have the physical footprint at their branches to be able to house our equipment. Um, but if a training center, we're, we're now in probably uh, 15 countries, uh, all over Europe, the UK, all over North America in our partnership with United Rentals and uh, the Middle East and Southeast Asia. So uh, there's always access to it if we want. We'll, we'll find the distributor or the channel partner near you to get make sure that uh, we get a machine in your hand. Uh, so that you can start reaping the benefit of this type of uh, innovation
0: okay all right so it really is becoming more accessible and more um understood by um by the industry and um let's talk a little bit more about how it's going to improve um just the overall safety of working at height um can you kind of just ramble a little about that Jim <laughs>
1: I'd be delighted. You know, certainly, and just to kind of follow up on what you were saying before. You know, what this does—it's so scalable. One of the biggest challenges in the world right now is, for certainly, for MOOC equipment, it's something that you are not. Unlike a crane operator, you may only operate on every second job site, so that your skills can diminish over time just because you haven't had a chance to get on. Um, one of the biggest challenges that large sites have. Is to ensure that those guys getting on on that are coming on site, especially in large projects. And we're on one recent, we're on one right now where they have 3,500 um, workers that will probably have to work at height, and they need to be evaluated, even not just about the certification and the card they're holding, but really to see if they're actually competent. So we have a verification of competency module takes about 25 minutes, and it'll run you through a series of testing on your behaviors skills and you're kind of either then it's up to that, uh, you know, that, to, to that employer to say, uh, you know, I think that's adequate for this person to go to work or this, or this person needs more remediation and that can be done right on the simulator. What that and uh, what it means for the workforce in general uh, is because it's so it can be so accessible, it takes up such a small footprint, it's always subjective, it's always on, and it does so many more comprehensive things than the human eye could ever do. Plus, we go back to what we talked about before is immersing somebody in an environment which is such where teachable moments really occur um, rather than a passive of learning in the classroom. Um, or you're, you know, only a few minutes on the actual machine just to let you, uh, you know, this, the reason why Salve Solomonberg was able to land a plane in the Hudson River wasn't because he'd ever done it before. It's because he had had an opportunity to practice uh, in simulation. So this is simply right. just applying it to a giant global workforce that has never had access to this technology before cause it, because of its cost and, and you know, the, it's, an expense, it's expensive stuff. We brought the cost down dramatically and focused the end result right on the very audience that needs it most.
0: Okay. One of the things that you were talking about um kind of referred to retraining or verifying um an operator's skill level and and retraining is is a requirement now uh, explained in detail in the new ANSI standards that are going into effect this December, which arguably is going to go a very long way in 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 increasing safety on job sites just by ensuring that people who maybe may or may not have been on equipment lately, or maybe this is a different piece of equipment they've never used before. So this is an exciting way that, and an an efficient way, I think, that operators and job site superintendents can make sure somebody knows how to do what they need to do today, not just they were trained three years ago or whatever, you know. Is that part of the thinking?
1: You know, let's make this more efficient. Absolutely, Jenny. I mean, we're, we're, we, we sincerely believe that, um, you know, why send someone back to kindergarten every single time he changes jobs? What if you had an ability to be able to assess his competency to make sure that he had all the passing skills that he otherwise, kind of challenging the exam as it were. And but because the, the, the simulator is so objective and so comprehensive in the things that it measures, that that worksite superintendent can get a, get a real snapshot of that guy's um, skills and make sure that he's maintained them. Um, and that uh, if, he had, if there's improvement needed, he can efficiently you know, be remediated right there and then on the simulator rather than, you know, waiting until he actually gets out onto the actual equipment before that those, you know, maybe uh, some of his lacking, lacking skills that are lacking become evident and obviously that's what everybody wants to avoid. We're hoping ultimately that in addition to gaining your initial training and however that's done with, a, you know, a real-time practical evaluation on a machine any type of recertification or annual competency review, um, you know, that maybe you have to carry around a verification of competency that you update once a year uh, that can be done on a simulator, not just ours, but I'm sure others will emerge into the marketplace eventually. Um, That that gives everybody kind of like your MRI. Rather than doing a full physical on you, um, you know, we have a snapshot of your condition. Uh, right there in front of us that we can judge whether or not your work, you know, your work site, ready or not. Uh, and we believe that's the future.
0: That's exciting. It's very exciting uh, information, and I think it's intriguing to see it in action. Um, I, I wish all of our listeners could uh, get a, a mental picture of what, what these simulators look like, but um, I think we'll be seeing them more and more. Um, is there anything else that you would like to? to say to our listeners today, Jim, or, or have we covered all the bases?
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, feel free to visit, uh, and I'm sure this isn't this is supposed to be a selling opportunity, but visit our website at SiriusLabs.com and you'll see the simulators in action and you'll get a better sense than any description I could ever provide. And any opportunity you get, whether it's in North America at trade shows and stuff, take an opportunity to get on it because it becomes evident. It's something that would take me an hour to explain. Uh, you know, someone will realize just in seconds once they actually immerse themselves in it. The realism and its capabilities in a safe environment is you know, something that can never be replicated in the real world. And we're very excited about that future. And by the way, we're doing the same thing for forklifts we're rolling out. We have nine different crane models. We have uh, first moving equipment we're developing next week, next year. So there's going to be a significant catalog, but our flagship is, uh, is loop, um, uh, the loop type equipment because, you know, when you're working at height, uh, you know bad things can happen. Right.
0: Right. Well, thank you very much, Jim. Um, it's exciting technology. Thank you. Well,
1: thank you, Jane.